0: Some Man City fan apparently slugged him
1: Oh, I like Jeremy Shit, you're old It was a direct attack at you Like, you look every bit 30, huh?
0: He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout
1: Watch, watch, rumbles on Pina Colada, large one Yes, coming in hot with episode 116 of the Football Played on Paper podcast. We are three bags full today. A man down, um, but it's our weakest member of the crew. Barney's not with us today. Um, But Job's here. How are you, mate? Yeah, g'day,
0: Sean. I'm just going to match Barney's enthusiasm this week, so really <laughs> oh, excited hey, to kick get kick it up a bit, mate. Come on, you sound
1: flat as a biscuit. You sound like you just come off a 1-0 um, defeat to Burnley <laughs> or something how, like that. How
0: good's, how good's Harry Kane and son? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and Halsey, I imagine you're a little bit more excited than um, Kai Rooney and his recent tweet. Um, I'm not that? sure if you caught this. Um, no, I didn't. Just we're going oh, straight yeah, into yeah. the Yeah, go <laughs> on. She like, say Colleen Rooney. No, Colleen um, Rooney. my third favorite Rooney, Kai Rooney, um, the son. So, he has screenshotted Liverpool um, like running over with the trophy and said, uh, congratulations, but still fucking hate you. So, um, oh, Apple enough. and Far From The Tree or something like that, I'd say. yeah. Nah, nothing wrong with that. Can't. can't <laughs> nah, I'd... I'd be the same if it were the reverse role. So, yeah. yeah of oh, no no It's no. Kai Rooney
0: <laughs> when he's under 13s. <laughs> no, I was
1: thinking, I was thinking if Everton, Everton won something, but Frank's not getting that anytime soon. He could win yeah. the championship. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> maybe. No, I mean, no one reads my tweets full stop. <laughs> yeah, full stop. Um, all right, stack show today. We've got some weekly happenings. We've got the Premier League review, um, touch on the Champions League, and we are also going to cover the energy drink cup as well, so yeah, we're we're all racked up, stacked up, ready to go. So, um, Halsey, you're going to be Barney, um, yep. and take us through the weekly happenings. Yeah, I'll be Barney, and I'll try and take it with um, the energy that I uh, would get from looking at this nil all draw that United had f- with Watford. So that's uh, oh, going to spur oh, me on. Oh. <laughs> there we go. That's me, Jeff. Fuel. Sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll we'll fire off straight into something that's very topical. Uh, not only because it's football related, but also uh, well. Russia, World War Three uh, related. It's very in in the news at the moment. So Abramovich has relinquished control of the club to. I, I didn't actually catch the name of who it is, but like sort of like a stewardship to someone else. It's the a sort of,
0: supporters' trust, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, was, I saw. I just saw a charity. I didn't. I sort of skimmed at the article. If a being charity. Honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very, very that's, far from a charity. I think it's just basically the fans. Like he's given trust. He's given it, it over lab- to the fan group. Yeah,
1: yeah. They did label it as a charity in the in the headline, which is a bit, uh, bit uh, dodgy. But tax um, purposes only.
0: Yeah, I think the Catholic <laughs> Church do something similar. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: come on, mate. <laughs> come on, we trying to get it shut down. Like so, yeah. canon law. They can
0: do what they want. <laughs> that's our last <laughs> like our last big supporter group. Go on.
1: <laughs> no, actually, we're pretty big in, in Russia, aren't we? <laughs>
0: Yeah, well not, not uh, in the Vatican,
1: the not anymore. No. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a small population sample anyway. Um, but I guess without knowing too much information about this story, uh, for the story for you two, what, what, what reason do you think maybe Abramovich has done this uh, in recent, this the past week? Yeah, well, um, I actually saw the video of um, the chair of the supporters trust um, and he was sitting there saying, um, thank God for Abramovich. Um, we couldn't have done this without him. I'm so lucky to have his trust and to, you know, lead this great club and I couldn't have done it without him. And at that point, that's when you can see the gun just come to the side of the frame of the shot, pointing at his they head. They zoomed out a bit too yeah. much. <laughs> and then, and so then they quickly tightened up the shot and then finished the video. So, yeah, nothing to see here, I'd say.
0: I think it's very important to clarify what this actually means, yeah, which is yeah. nothing. Um, so he still he still owns the club. He's just oh, said yeah. while there's ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine, and he's and actually I, think, I believe he's he's been placed under a sanction list too, which doesn't help. Yeah, um, yeah. He's yeah. had to pass the the running of the club, but he still owns the club. And yeah. honestly, if if the UK government forced him to sell, he would turn over roughly 1.8 billion in profit. Now, obviously, that's not taking out the money he's put in, but he bought the club for 200 million. It's now worth about 2.3 billion.
1: That's pretty good financial management on his behalf. It's amazing. He should take over Barcelona. But does does anyone actually think that the um, the supporters trust or um, the whoever's taking them over would actually be like? Actually, yeah, we're a bit sick of Lukaku. We might bin him off. And do you think they've actually <laughs> got any decision making nah. capability whatsoever? Or do you think one of them is just ringing a broom and saying, "Hey." We're gonna, um, you know, tweet this from the main account, and you know, this guy's due for a new contract in the um, in our youth team. And Brambridge is like, yeah, both. Dumba. Yeah, Brambridge is like, who's this? Yeah. As
0: slightly evil Chelsea supporters, what? <laughs> um, as as slightly evil as it's perceived, it's kind of like a, a nice publicity play from him, but isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, I like,
0: think honestly, it makes him look like really approachable. He's like, oh yeah, I want you know people to think it, that I'm giving it over. I thought it was really clever from him. It's like everyone knows. As,
1: yeah, go. Yeah. It's almost as if he's a billionaire um with the PR company um right behind him managing this whole thing almost. No, nah, yeah. I think
0: he's genuine. I, I but, stand uh, I stand uh, with him.
1: Yeah, was, I'm changing. Uh, I'm a Chelsea supporter now. Yeah,
0: I go for Chelsea. Uh Viva la Roman.
1: No, but it it is obviously a um yeah, I think everyone sees through that that it is a publicity stunt but like you said <laughs> it's sort of like I
0: don't. I don't. I just want on record I do not
1: but it's like it is, yeah. Like that nice touch to see at least that self awareness to uh, be aware of the climate in the world at the moment, and to just go, maybe I'll just take a, a back seat for a little bit. Um, and so for all,
0: for all the owners, but too, like he, you see him quite a bit at the games and stuff. He's probably one of the like I don't know, he comes across one of the Yeah, he comes across as one of the better owners for what he's yeah. done for the club yeah. in the past twenty the better years. Better
1: billionaire, billionaire like mogul type owners, definitely not like one of uh, the Glazers. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Mm. Yeah, let's make the. Uh, club uh, public, that's a great idea. Um, well, so, so staying with the, the Russia theme though, we have the Russian national team uh, not really getting any love from anyone else in the world. So I think on my list here, I've got Czech Republic, Poland and Sweden uh, in recent, maybe just the last week or two regarding World Cup qualifiers have basically said, no, nah, we, we don't want to play. Uh, you guys, um I don't know whether they were home fixtures for Russia or not, but I think it's just a just a no-go zone for pretty much anyone now, a bit of a boycott yeah. thoughts. Yeah, I think they were home fixtures for Russia and the they didn't want to travel there. So they're either going to be played um as away games or at a neutral venue. So somewhere neutral and close by, like the um Ukraine or something, maybe. I um so I don't I don't know if uh they all are because I'm I'm sort of surprised that clubs, oh, sorry, national teams aren't just full full stop saying you know we we don't want to play you guys for a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you what so, are you guys?
0: So FIFA condemned the use of force by Russia in its invasion yeah, of Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. said that no international football matches were played in Russia and the country's flag and anthem will be banned from any matches, any of their matches uh, abroad. But. They did say that they could not compete as Russia, but the Football Union of Russia, the RFU, and any home games with no fans were held at neutral territory. So they can still play. Same. Have you seen the Russian Olympic?
1: They're doing the, the Olympics thing? treatment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Basically, they're saying you can't play as Russia, but you can play as the Russian, the Football Union of Russia.
1: That's so. FIFA. Scummy. Yeah. Same <laughs> it's thing. So Same thing. FIFA. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it's just, isn't it? Just, but, isn't but, it? Just Russia doing something without. Uh, I mean, isn't it just um, FIFA doing something without doing something?
0: Yeah, but I also yeah, and feel they've got, like,
1: they've got all the upside of actually saying that, but not actually doing anything. But
0: yeah. but I like I know it's like the weird moral position, but like I kind of I don't agree with their decision, obviously. But it, like it's kind of good the way they have a very clear like you like the government can't interfere with football, and in the same way FIFA's like, well, we don't interfere with the government, like we're all. As much as they're all about like receiving bribes and all that, it is like it's clear delineation of footballing matters and I know that's probably like 20 years ago thinking but like I don't know, I'm a bit of a dinosaur in that sense where I'm like I kind of like that it's, it's football and they make decisions about football.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. to tune in to watch football and hear about like politics and, you know, whatever Yeah, exactly. I know like yeah. a, it's probably
0: like it's a, a vision for 20 years ago but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't hate it.
1: No, of course. Mm. So, uh, a little scenario, I guess. What if so? Say Sweden or whatever. We're like, yeah, we don't want to play Russia, um, because of the like the events occurring. We don't support this and all that sort of stuff. And then, what would you think? What would you think FIFA's stance should be on that? Then, okay, you forfeit the match, World Cup qualifier, or we understand. Let's work it this out. Like, what do, you, yeah. what do you think? Well, FIFA's stance has to be. I think it should be. Yeah, we'll Just we we'll work f- with you to. Either yeah, play it yeah. at a safe venue, and you can play it at a home game or something like that. But yeah, I don't know why other nations wouldn't refuse to play Russia. I completely understand why you wouldn't want to go into Russian territory at the moment and, and play a game there. But yeah, to have it at a neutral venue or something like that. Yeah, that would yeah. Be the best that's, outcome for everyone. That's I think. better. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah,
0: I think I think an MLS penalty shootout would probably be the best way to resolve it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sudden death. I love that ninety fourth one. Yeah. We yeah. All up. right. Well. Uh, continuing on with the already uh, the theme I guess we've been having of uh, both corporations and people saving face uh bielsa has apparently left Leeds uh, uh by mutual consent I'll put that in quotation mark because <laughs> seen a lot of plays a lot of people saying he just got sacked but um, yeah, I think that's you're fine. the way yeah you're I fine. saw the yeah uh, he got his lawyer involved I think as well apparently to to try and Transition himself out of the club before being sacked, but that uh, wasn't the case. So, what do we, that aside, let's just say he got sacked, he has been sacked. What do you think that means for Leeds? Uh, is it a good thing, a bad thing? I mean, How bad gotta is be. it? <laughs> it's got to be a good thing for Leeds, like whether it's a good thing long term, but um, hopefully it's a good thing for them short term and they can get some sort of new manager bounce because uh, four losses and a draw in their last five. And they are only two points clear of Burnley. Burnley have a couple of games in hand as well, so something had to change at Leeds. It's a, it's a shame that to get rid of Bielsa and his uh, sidekick, the uh, translator, who has <laughs> become a, um, a huge internet star as well. So yeah, it looks like they're both gone.
0: Yeah, look, it sort of had to happen, didn't it? But I just, I still don't know if they're going to be able to get out of this. Like it takes so long to unwind. Bielsa's web of Leeds United. I don't know if anyone could do it in time to save them. There's only 12 games to go. As you said, they've copped 60 goals, which is five more than the next team. And their last four games have been nothing short of dreadful. Like Manchester United even beat them.
1: Yeah, that's saying something. They they, they beat them before Liverpool and um and Tottenham beat them too. So you guys softened them up, as you said, for us. So I think, yeah, like the style they play with Bielsa, it's so hard, like you said, to come, come out of that. And And if they do and they do get a new coach... They start playing a different style. St- it's ba- I don't want to sound mean, but they're just a championship team, basically. Like, their players are very championship-style players. And if they get a coach that's like, yeah, we're going to keep a bit more possession and slow it down and pass it around, they can't pass to save their lives. So, without that hectic, fast-paced running style, I think they're going to struggle even more. But who knows? Yeah. I think their team will get picked apart. If they go down, um, there's going to be some big clubs coming in for um, some of their players because they do have some yeah, players James. that can uh, out. Yeah, yeah. James, All right. Actually, Sean, <laughs> that's a great segue. Speaking of going down, um, Barney, actually, before he relinquished control of the podcast to us for this evening, he sent through a video to the group message that he wanted us to touch on. And it wasn't so much the incident on the field uh, with this video. I assume you guys have uh, run your eyes over it. Uh, between Fulham and Cardiff just recently, um one of the players basically elbowed uh, a striker in the face sort of off the ball and you know went down play kind of goes on for a second then the ref sees the play's down head injury is like oh shit blow the whistle and you can hear the commentators i think that their microphone picks it up initially someone in the crowd yelling out he hasn't seen it the ref didn't see it play on basically furious with the referee for stopping play <laughs> and and then you hear the commentator sort of still at that time speaking to the audience that's listening being like doesn't matter if you can't see it it's a head injury he's got to stop the play and then the conversation takes a bit of a turn to where he's he's clearly talking to the guy in the crowd that's sitting near them and you can hear his microphone picking up and they're basically just having a back and forth and it's i actually liked it i don't know what you guys i assume you guys like this
0: I, I was that paul merson
1: the, the, commentator? the crowd or the commentator. Yeah.
0: It's kind of surreal the way they're going back at each other too. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought it was Paul Merson. He's like, oh, just didn't see it. You don't give it. That's ridiculous. That's Why? Was injury. he drinking
1: it? Was he drinking it? Whoa,
0: inside? whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, that's, well, that's libelous, it, allegedly. It could
1: have been him. Um, he could have been drinking also. But it, um, it, it took a bit to work out what was happening. Because I thought it was a microphone on the ground picking up another player saying that, you know, the ref hadn't seen it or something. And it took me a little while to work out it was someone in the crowd and that it was the commentator's microphone picking it up. So the crowd must have been really close to where they were sitting as well. Um, And I actually give him credit but going back and forth with the guy too rather than trying to get on with the production and just ignoring him. Uh, <laughs> gotta, I like that he wasn't above you, it. <laughs>
0: You've got to go all in, don't you? And it's, it's disappointing because it couldn't happen in the big games because obviously they're nah. usually recording from a studio in the Arab Emirates or something. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great for the game.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think because a lot of those uh, sort of like tournaments and, and a lot of, I guess, games, you see the the commentators sort of have that section where there's all the commentators from all the production companies and countries and stuff like that in the one area. But then I feel like something that they need to bring in now after seeing this is if they're going to do commentators live at the ground with those little tiny microphones they have, um, they need to just allocate them a random seat somewhere in the stadium. Just the the two commentators and they get about a a one seat around them buffer and they got to just call the game from there. And then so they have to deal with the crowd a lot more. Sure yeah, do and you reckon from- you
0: do you reckon you and Owen Hargraves would come to blows if that was the case?
1: <laughs> oh, easily, he'd <laughs> drop probably
0: chin you. He'd <laughs> fucking drop you. But
1: Halsey, I think if you do that, what you're probably also going to have to do is, um, at the start of the Premier League, you know how they're like, oh, here's the Premier League, whatever, sponsored by you know whoever's um, sponsoring them this week, and um, and then it comes up with like you know, language warning. The following program is <laughs> <up>. <laughs> for like for <laughs> violence. It could be like swearing. Like, Here's yeah, Fat the Joe, the
0: Leicester fan, famous for king hitting the <laughs> Nottingham Forest players. Yeah. He's sitting next to me today. Yeah. <laughs> he's record one uh, <laughs> Yeah. against Oh, he's lively.
1: He's lively, that lad. <laughs> so is that,
0: yeah, is no. that, so is that th- I your I thought ankle? that would what be a good one.
1: On? <laughs> He's real naughty, that guy. He's real naughty. Put that on vibrate, please. Um, that one or or invite someone from each team to co-commentate with the commentators as well. Um, like a random person who maybe has to do like a drinking contest to get picked or something like that <laughs> before the game. <laughs> That's what you want. <laughs> but, uh, I a bunch great. of hooligans all, uh, all sourced up. Lug it up. Yeah, just like the Euros. All right. Um, so, I think Double that was Tuesday. the last one we've got. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm actually annoyed that we have to talk about this one what's your I thought we What's get
0: away. Your segue? What's, your segue? what's your segue into this? You've been yeah. stretching a long bone the obvious w- with the other ones. What have you
1: got here? <laughs> yeah, the obvious one there, I think, was, talk, was transitioning with the whole hooligans piece into a Tottenham and Leeds match. But to be honest, I, oh. I, I'm just disappointed that we have to talk about this one. I thought we'd get away with not chatting about it. Now, the Barney's not here, but... Uh, oh, I would got- have just gone with. Uh, speaking of losers, Spurs won four <laughs> nil against Leeds yeah. on the weekend. <laughs> no one wins. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so yeah, Tottenham for Leeds uh, nil. What did what did you make of this one? Yeah, a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? So, like, I feel as though Spurs' form at the moment is kind of like Leicester's from six months ago, where like they they have a great performance um win a game and then they go to a team where you think that they should probably beat them um and then they then they lose and then next week they're back on so yeah like if you're a betting man there's no way you're betting on any Spurs games at the moment they beat um beat Man City good performance um and then they go and lose to Burnley and then they come out and batter Leeds away uh the next the mm. next game so i mean it's just they're a little bit all over the shop at the moment and i think it's one of those ones where it seems like if they if they understand what Conte wants them to do and they execute it, everything clicks and it's all fine and they can do a real number on a team. Um, but as soon as that that goes wrong or like there's a missing link there, they sort of get picked apart and look, and look a little bit uh, shabby and a little bit unorganized. So yeah, I think this just seemed like one of those matches where um, it all clicked together for them and they really did a number on leads. Having said that, is it more reflective of Leeds or is it more reflective of where Spurs are at? That's the question.
0: Leeds. Leeds. The defending was absolutely <laughs> diabolical.
1: It was so bad. But I think that's the surprising part though, Sean, was that obviously this is what should have happened. This is the result that we expected. But the fact that Tottenham actually were able to execute on that was the, the, the surprise, surprising yeah. part. Yeah, but Leeds, the most porous defense in the league, you, you kind of you saw but this coming, didn't you, Every
0: single goal. Like how high are they? Like they're just – it's just completely outrageous. Yeah. Like the first one, Matt Doherty whips around the back to get on it. Like, how high are you? <laughs> Matt Doherty, a not very quick right wing back, can get right around the other side. And then the last goal, it's just a long straight ball over the top.
1: Yeah. But yeah. They've, they've always played that high. It's just a matter of now they're getting found out about it. Like, yeah. I think <laughs> so don't, <they're> always,
0: stop.
1: <laughs> but they played, they, they a a played that way last year. They played that high last year. But I suppose they were getting, stopping stuff at the source rather than, you know, it, yeah. it sort of breaking that first line. And once you break that first line of press before them, in front of them, I think it looks like they just get picked apart. I, I don't think Bielsa is known as a guy who really ever has or had had a plan B. I think a lot of people have sort of said that since his um, he's de- he's, uh, mutual departing from the club. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think great result for Spurs. Good, good for the old goal difference because I. Th- Think theirs was pretty average for where they're sitting on the ladder. Um, and it's looking more and more like Leeds could could go down because we're not going to talk about them. But I had a glance at the ladder and, and I couldn't believe I, how far I up think Newcastle have jumped.
0: Them and Brentford, I think, could both go down.
1: Yeah. 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 It's looking really? like it. Well, the, I suppose the difference is, um, they played Leeds have played two more games than Everton and Burnley, who are the direct um, teams below them. And, um, Brentford have played three more games than Everton, Burnley, who, again, are the direct mm. teams below them. So, yeah, both of those teams could be in trouble. It looks as though Newcastle are just peeking out on the other side of that, uh, especially with their run of form in comparison to those teams.
0: And they're, and they're fucking rich too. So, that helps. Yeah,
1: yeah, that does help. Yeah, that is helpful. I think whichever one of those, like Brentford, leads and Everton, I think, like, one of them is going to like whoever stops the bleeding first. That'll um that'll save their season. But yeah, they're all they're both just like free falling right now. It feels like so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I guess a nice sort of transition to the next one would be to touch on the free falling nature and stopping bleeding. And many night have done that against Watford with a yeah. nil or draw, solid at the back.
0: Yeah, great oh, point that's at home on is, paper. Great point. Uh, Roy Hodgson comes to town and you take a point. Uh, you can't be yeah. you can't be disappointed with that. No, can't look, ask for anything more. No, um, there were some horrible misses in this game from a range of Manchester United players. If if that first twenty minutes had continued for ninety minutes, like I think there would have been more goals. The first twenty minutes for Manchester United was absolutely electric, but everything after that was pretty shit, and it was just chance after chance, and it, it just felt like one of those days from about the ninety second mark.
1: The the best indication of how the game went is that uh, Ben Foster won. Um, Bub was king of the match. So when Manchester United legend <laughs> when your goalkeeper he really? wins man of the match. Um, yeah, that's how you know.
0: Ben Foster spent a good bit of time at Manchester United. Ben Foster's a good keeper.
1: Bra- yeah, I don't mind Bra- I don't, I don't, I don't, don't mind him. him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he had a, a couple. He kind of,
0: had a couple of good saves, but like they really should have scored. Like Bruno Fernandes' chance in the first half was just like yeah. he, he's got to be scoring that.
1: It's like one of those one. You go. I was just going to say, Joe. What do you make of um, Tom Cleverley and his performance against his old club as well?
0: He really had a touch. They were,
1: they <laughs> Come were, on, mate. They were he got the hook at eighty minutes.
0: Yeah, His bugger just running around chasing blokes and defending. No, look, that there was a, for all the the negativity, there was like a lot of chances. Not enough hit the target, to be honest. But like, Manchester not absolutely dominated them, um, but just just didn't happen.
1: You're starting to fall into the um, well. United are starting to fall into that sort of like I touched on a couple of weeks ago, where how I felt last year at Liverpool, where you dominate teams in like passing possession attempts and stuff like that, but you just couldn't finish one off, and and you always had that feeling early on in the game. Bruno misses a chance like that, and you think, oh, that's all right. You know, we're on top so much, we're going to get more of those, and you, you kind of do, but then as the game goes on, you go, shit. We really needed to take that chance. We we'd yeah. take anything right now. Just give us a penalty or anything and then you get desperate and then and it doesn't happen.
0: He puts one of those away and, you know, we might end up with a 2 draw and everyone's happy. So, mm. I don't know. And, <laughs> but good news is it gets easier this week. Uh, Monday, 7th of March, we have Manchester City.
1: Oh, yeah. Easy. At home or away? Same thing.
0: Doesn't matter. We'll mug them off anyway. We'll <laughs> you don't play, have to we'll travel far and you'll we'll have more have fans. More fans. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, more fans in the stadium regardless.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Um, they've just got their red shirts underneath the blue ones anyway, those Man City fans just waiting for a good result. Um, but yeah, I guess let's keep going on with Manchester City and their uh, I don't know, less than convincing win over Everton, would you say? That's handball. Oh yeah. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just go straight to it. Yeah. We yeah. may as well handball. Has a as a VAR, like see it and show it, but not give it. It doesn't make sense. No, I didn't sense. watch it live. So I didn't get to see the infinity a number of times that they replay it, but what was the rationale? What yeah, did Dermot right. say after the match? Did anyone catch that? Oh I, no, I didn't see that. But all I know is that Rodri was, you know, um, centimeters away from uh, putting gloves on at that point because that yeah. hit his right hand, and he looked guilty too. You know, when it gets a handball and, and he looks guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's trying to keep his head. Yeah. So
0: I didn't I didn't watch it live, but I watched the replay of the game without knowing the result, and I was like. That's handball. I was just waiting for someone to come around. Yeah, and be like, yeah. It just looks so obvious. Like the, it had that perfect like drop and spin where everyone's like, "Oh no!" And then you're like, "That's handball. That's so obviously handball." He
1: yeah. didn't need to do it either at the time. Like
0: the spin he, got him.
1: Yeah, just, but, but I know but he didn't need bounce. to come in. Yeah, he did, yeah, that, and he didn't need to come in so hot. And then so he did that thing where you like kind of pushed. You can see, he pushed like his shoulder joint forward a bit, like to to get his arm to it, like when you see people do that. And I just. Yeah, Yeah, obviously, you don't accuse. Yeah, anyway. Even though that was the goal and the only goal of the game, let's go to the real highlight of the game. Um, We've got Richarlison flying down the left wing, cutting in on his right foot, Um, tries a little one-two with Anthony Gordon that doesn't really come off. Anthony Gordon ends up with the ball, chops on inside, and Richarlison um, continues his run, runs into the back of Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon proceeds to go down. Richarlison picks up the ball and keeps dribbling. Anthony Gordon... Lays on the ground, turns around and looks at the ref and be like, come on, I've just been sliced down. Surely that's a free kick. And Richarlison keeps playing and Anthony Gordon, he's got no idea that it's Richarlison that's like chopped him down and kept playing. So he's laying on the ground like waving his arms around. Fucking hilarious. That just happened just before the goal, which really tickled me. And the other thing that um, made me laugh, but I'm sad that I have to laugh at it, is Jordan Pickford's haircut. I mean, come on, dude. What are you doing there, mate? It's it's cut way too short at the back. This big undercut thing. Then he's got this like sweet thing going over the top. No good. No good. Why do you mean? Why don't you? Why do you feel bad for laughing at that? Jordan Pickford Pickford is like a meme of a human being to me. Like England's number one, mate. Ah, of course you got that. Yeah, and I still think that was all ball on that um, Van Dyke tackle. I Still think (laughs) to even today. Still think what?
0: Let me get you back on track here. So, do you think this performance galvanizes Everton a little bit and says, "Yep, we've"? batting down the hatches against City. We came so close and they'll build from here or do you think this is going to be so damn disappointing they're just going to keep the shit flying in?
1: I think it's got to help them a little bit, especially when you look at the recent results for Brentford and Leeds comparatively. Like a 1-0 loss to uh, Man City in like dubious circumstances is... It would have to, especially losing the way they did because you're like, we should have got a draw and it's sort of everyone gets like... It, the rest become a common enemy and, and the opposition. So I think I think it's going to be a good thing, at least at least good for another couple of wins over the yeah. next five or so weeks. I think they'll take some confidence out of it. I think you look at other teams who are just getting battered by Man City, not only in the Premier League, but also in the Champions League at the moment. So they have to take something out of that. Um but the other thing I'd like to flag on this game is um Pep Guardiola, up to his old tricks again job. You'd love these mind games. So he's gone with um he's gone with Edison in goal, no surprises there. And then he's gone with the double keeper. On the bench, which I really enjoyed. And Give the, the man the, some
0: money. Let him bloody invest S- in the squad.
1: Scotty Carson, huh? You tape two um, pound, notes to, uh, pound coins together, tape them together. They'll fit comfortably through the front of his teeth. No issues <laughs> at all. And he's got the greatest hair you've ever seen in your life um, on the bench and uh, Slickler as well, um, the young Scottish goalkeeper. So Pep with a, oh, I need more money. How can I possibly even compete when I've got two goalkeepers on the bench? Cry.
0: Exactly. I, I don't know how this passed me by. Yeah, but give give the bloke some funding in the summer. My God. Get him a Haaland or something.
1: Fuck. Yeah. No. Something.
0: <laughs> he'll probably get Alf.
1: Harlan <laughs> elf. <laughs> <laughs>
0: two keepers and then two Harlands on the bench.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. He still won't yeah, he'd still be complaining at the same time next year. Um, all right, well, let's uh let's get to the last one of the week that we're gonna touch on and uh I'll be honest. I, I thought this was going to go the complete opposite direction, but same scoreline. West Ham got, getting up one 0 over Wolves. Uh, I didn't. only. I think I got the highlights package for this, but it didn't really grab my attention too much. What, what did either of you watch the full game?
0: I, I I was lucky enough to do that. So West Ham were fantastic we'll in the first half. Like, they were really good. Um, created a lot of chances. Like put Wolves on the back foot, and I think they. Like they were more attacking than what Wolves expected them to be. Yeah. So they created a bunch of chances. Four four nails looked really good for West Ham, um, and Lenzini and obviously Jared Bowen. And then Declan Rice had a cracking effort come off the post as well. But they just looked far superior. I don't think Wolves had a shot until about just on half time. I think Huang had a chance, but they were they Did- were absolutely electric.
1: Yeah, do you think um, they were sort of going for that uh, tactic that Atletico Madrid employed against um, United where that they like, hit first, hit hard, especially with two defensive teams like Wolves and West Ham, we get that one-nil lead, we're going to go park the bus up the other end, and they were like, let's just go hard for the first 20 or so.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it really caught Wolves off guard, to be honest. Like Cresswell and um, Johnson, but more so Cresswell on his side were really getting high. Like Cresswell was creating chances everywhere. Um, but no, I was really impressed with uh, West Ham in this game.
1: And Job, your boy Antonio, a bit of a return to form, uh, got out of the match. He's looking a little bit more lively but still uh, no goals, still a bit of a dry spell for the big fella.
0: No goals but his link-up play, he was involved in absolutely everything. Uh, I think when he – obviously, I said this probably go back 18 months, two years, like he's my man but when he's on, they're just a much better team. Like he's so good when he's on.
1: And he's – yeah, he's healthy so that's all you can ask for. <laughs> Give
0: him a week or two and he'll be injured again. <laughs>
1: T- Good wood. to see. Yeah, that's true. Good to see Zuma land on his feet again. So <laughs> <laughs> There we go. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, all right. So, uh, that's all we've got for the Premier League this week. There was a few Champions League fixtures during the week uh, that, since the last pod and I already mentioned it a little bit. Atletico Madrid, Manchester United. Uh, textbook Atletico Madrid performance I'd say for my uh, liking but United kind of got that got that goal at the end there. They they to be to their credit, they came good in that last half an hour. They, they actually seemed to put take take it to Madrid instead of going into their shells and sort of playing defeated, which I kind of expected from them. Um, so I think I think United ultimately were good for the draw, but Atletico looked so good for that first hour. I reckon like the way they were playing.
0: Yeah, it didn't look good for Manchester, but great teams find <laughs> a way back. And this one, fucking did.
1: lucky, um... mate. Just say it. They're fucking lucky. <laughs> um
0: athletic code hold on in the in No, there. yeah no very lucky to go with that one but you take a one i honestly i was sitting there the whole time being like Fuck, where's the away goals rule if we had the away goals rule we'd have this wrapped up nicely i hope but, they um, don't
1: have it yeah
0: yeah it sort of sucks doesn't it but um no it was a mistake at the back from uh what's his name was it mandava mandava over committed and just slipped in Anthony Alanga, and then Alanga nicely scuffed it past uh, yeah.
1: what well, Did you see um, uh, Alanga's uh, comments after the game about um, about how he slotted that home and and his no. research? So <laughs> oh, uh, okay. he w- he was saying that um, what he's watches um, is it Oblek the the keeper, yeah, yeah. Um, decent keeper, right? So he has. Yeah. Um, He's had a, a nice record with uh, Atletico Madrid, a very storied keeper, and um, yeah, so he's been watching him, and he thinks he goes down a little bit early and generally goes to the right on one-on-ones. So yeah, um, Alanga slotted on the other side, nice little finish, and I remember at the time when he finished it, it just looked like a pass to me, and I was like, how has he just passed it in so easy? But He's coming after the game and said that, yeah, that's that video footage that he's been studying. Oh, yeah. great!
0: So now O’Black knows about it, so we can’t use it in the second leg. Yeah, he yeah, always that goes that. left
1: now. So I think I remember saying that, and I think when you watched the replay, O’Black, um, he kind of he’s really close, too close to the near post. Like he, he’s, he’s like yeah, goalkeeper line there. isn’t, isn’t on the centre like they teach him to. So I think it’s just a bit of ill positioning there. From um, O’Black leaves that far post open for it. That’s why the pass like that, just simple rolling it in the corner, seemed to work um, so well. So yeah. no but. Yeah, job. I thought you go. Yeah, I just wanted to job to talk me through the um, back four selection. So you've gone with uh Linda Loff at, at right back, which I thought was a little unusual when I saw the team sheet come out um as I was watching this game. Obviously he normally plays in the middle. Um so what's he doing out there on the right? And I thought he did pretty well.
0: Uh, I thought Lottie Lottie was probably the best player on the pitch for me to be. Oh no, that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, Felix was the best player on the pitch, but Lottie was yeah. probably second. Um, he did do okay, but I was genuinely surprised when uh, when Simeone took Lottie off. I don't know if it's because he had a lot of K's in his legs, but um, he was causing us real problems down that left hand side. Lindelof was okay, but I thought Lottie Lottie took it on the night.
1: Yeah, Lindelof did seem to come a bit better, I guess, attacking wise in later on in the game. So maybe that coincided with with Lottie going off, but. Um, should Griezmann have won it late on. That little uh little yeah. oh, how a technique had. on him. Yeah.
0: Bloody hell. Like he's That's, he's yeah, that was, was beautiful. Must. That was a hard shot to take and he's just bent yeah. it around.
1: No, definitely, definitely cool. deserved a goal.
0: Yeah, but he sucks too and they're on their way out now. Little <laughs> oh
1: Yeah, no away goals rule, mate, so it doesn't matter. You think that no, will
0: take him at home, we'll bloody smash him.
1: Get it smash him with a nil or draw you it home man. again. Yeah, nice. Take good luck with pens. that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's move over to a game that was a bit more open and entertaining. Benfica and Ajax uh, ended 2 all, and I'm drawing a blank on this game. I don't know if I actually got up and watched this. One. I was
0: I was too engrossed in the um just yeah. night game, but there was one notable exception. Of this one it was uh, Sebastian Allaire continued his unbelievable scoring streak uh, with an own goal,
1: That's and good. then scored Still at the other
0: end, th- and then scored at the other end three minutes later.
1: Nice. Yeah. Making up for your mistakes.
0: West Ham legend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch this one at all, Sean? No, I didn't see this one. I was too busy watching the Manchester United game. I was really hoping the Manchester United get beaten. So, um, I didn't see this one, though.
0: Suck shit. (laughs) I did not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was too. I was in the same boat. So, I think, (laughs) you know what happened? I just remembered Liverpool were playing uh, Leeds at the same time, pretty much, but I forgot because I was too busy Hoping watching United losing Champions League that I, I tuned in for the last second half of the Liverpool game, forgot they were even on. Still saw three goals, so that was good. Um, but yeah, I think unless anyone else has got anything to add on the Benfica Ajax game, I think let's let's time to move on to Liverpool and their their recent successes. I heard you
0: (laughs) make a noise. You got something? No, no. More. Look, Liverpool um, did well to get through this one. First half, they were thoroughly outplayed. Very lucky to stay in the game. Um, Obviously, they improved in the second half, but I I was a little bit perturbed. So, I actually got to watch this game. And as we were working through the penalties, I noticed the commentators had a real Liverpool bias. And I wasn't happy with it. Yeah. So, as Cuevan Kelleher steps up. Uh,
1: Yeah. Um
0: yep. steps up for his penalty and they're, they're like, oh, what a game from Kelleher. Uh, he's coming in, uh, massive game, takes his penalty, yep, slots at home, goes to Kepa, poor old Kepper. and they're like, oh, Kepper came off the penalties, hasn't saved any. Oh, here we it go. True. Oh, it's over. Yeah, well, it was true, but I was like, why was Kelleher so great? He didn't save any either. That's why he played,
1: he played one hundred. He played like two hours so, oh, and, and made a bunch of games saved So." <laughs> You just but, yeah. Can, so can we go to the to the Kepa incident? So Mendy, obviously, for those who didn't see it, Mendy started the game. He's a clearly kept first him in the game as well, yeah. For um Chelsea. And yeah, great keeper. Um Kepa has saved four penalties this year. And I think was it was it in the international World Cup or something like that, or was it the AFCON? or the uh, no um the Club, club for, what, cup, the last, World Cup the, World Club Cup. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they they made this change. They brought Kepper on and Kepper saved a couple of penalties. so And he's also saved four penalties this year. Mendy has saved none. So that's the theory behind um, Tommy Tooks, um bringing him on. And so there's a bit of uh, back and forth after as well um, between the commentators about whether it w- or was a good or bad decision. So, yeah, w- what do you guys think? I mean, for me, I think when we looked at the um, England penalty loss to Italy, we spoke about um, I can't believe they're not bringing statistics more into this and, you know, higher percentages and stuff like that. So, for me, I think if you're going off stats and history, it did make sense to bring um, Kepa on. Having said that, you know, Mendy's a world-class keeper. But what are you doing, Job, if you're uh, Tommy Tooth?
0: I'm, I'm bringing Kepa on. It's worked for us in the past. Like, yeah. and, uh, to, be, to be fair, like in those penalties, I thought he was pretty unlucky. There was one where yeah, got um, a hand to one. I can't think of who. Can
1: I? Okay. Yeah, you got a
0: hand to one, and then he he actually he like dove too far for one of them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's it was pretty unlucky.
1: Like, Hossie, what what are you thinking? Are you changing yeah, no. the goalkeeper at that point or what? It's, yeah, it must be. I, I see the reason behind it. Yeah, no, no I definitely would. But I, I get the reason and the stats behind it. I think for me, I'd like the stats to be a bit more heavily in Kefer's favour, not just like he's he's won them a couple of shootouts, I think, but. You say, yeah, I guess he's got to save him penalties, but then you put him in and you say, oh, we've won a couple of shootouts with him, but you, you don't know that you wouldn't have won those shootouts with the keeper you already had in anyway, I guess, because they weren't in there. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have a problem with it. It worked out for us. Um, yeah, he, he was unlucky, and so was Callaher. Like, they both had some good opportunities to save a few, and, yeah, Kepa got his hand to one, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sad to, to see to see him miss eleven penalties in were, a row.
0: Were you as sad as Thiago at kickoff?
1: Yeah. 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 Do, you cro- Do
0: you think the crocodile tears were a bit much for a Carabao Cup final? <laughs>
1: yeah. I was for, for, say. A blo- for a bloke was that barely the same plays. 100 oh, yeah. percent. I was like, what? Why is he crying that hard over? Um, over the Carabao uh, Cup, not been. No, but he's Cup. it's it's, it's, it's probably because he's still new to English football. He probably doesn't. No one's explained to him that it doesn't count for shit. Really, like he probably thinks he's yeah, silverware, and he thinks, oh, this must be important. So you feel for the guy in that respect, but um, yeah, yeah I, I guess he's been a bit in and out with injuries. But yeah, no, I think uh, he, if it was the FA Cup or, or or like the last day of the Premier League season or the Champions League, then you'd be like, yeah, all right, get emotional, but Carabao Cup, yeah. you could let that one slide. Did you
0: what? Did you respond to the rumors that dislocated his thumb in the warm up.
1: Thumb, was it? Yeah, just
0: giving constant thumbs up after hitting the pass. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I heard. <laughs> it came and straight out of the did tweet. them both at the
1: same time. <laughs> <laughs> and, John, were your tweets correct in saying that, um, yeah, part of the reason he couldn't even make the starting uh, lineup there was because he had heart palpitations, too many carabaos. Do <laughs> you really care about?
0: I, I know, I know the pain. It's, it's a sharp chest pain. Um, I actually got sharp <laughs> chest pains after Nabby Caters challenge on uh, Trevor Chab- Chalaba too. Oh, I got Gosh, sharp pains somewhere else. How does he Explain How does he, he stay on the pitch? What do you ta- What do you defend mean? the butcher? <laughs> yeah, God, on.
1: cheap one his groin. What's his so, foot doing up that high? Well, Chalaba's was just as high. Yeah, they but it wasn't.
0: It wasn't inside Nabby Caters. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, so they didn't they none of their legs ever touched. They they both went for the ball, both missed the ball, Stop both it. missed each other's legs. No, but you see the worst bit is that as they come down, Cater's studs go directly into uh, Chalibur's, uh man area and um if that's Kata doesn't doesn't oh, he's uh his genitals, doesn't cop any any hit at all. I I just felt bad for Chalibur. cuz That's, that's um, a red card. Yeah, that that surely. would be a painful one. Is it? Sean, help me out I want that looked yeah. at. I want to I mean, look that. I'm not sure. It's I'm a weird one the strawberry, but it's Nah, It's it's sort of like yeah. Watch it again, Sean. I, I didn't. It's just complete accident. They they both. It could equally have happened to either one of them. It's a complete accident, and it wasn't but, like a but knee. But it did or an happen ankle. to Trevor. <laughs>
0: that's
1: what I'm saying. But it wasn't like a a knee or an ankle or anything like that. Though I think that's probably why it was just Cause like
0: because it was cause it was too high.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I just. Oh, look
0: at you backpedaling a little slug. So, That's a red, card every, a red so, card every day of the week. It's
1: not a red card every day of the week. So can we go to Keppers miss? Um, are oh. we thinking, what is he just taking a goal kick there? Is he thinking, gee, Yapstam is my hero. I'm going to blast this way over the top. What's he thinking? <laughs> I think he's thinking. I'd like to lend some uh, more military uh, help to Ukraine, so I'm going to launch this one over at Russia. <laughs> oh, send a missile over! Come I on, he has. It's I heard he its spotted.
0: Way. I heard he spotted Sari in the crowd and was trying to hit him with
1: the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was some sorry memes getting around. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, so many good ones. Um, yeah, I saw one. Just it's just a picture of a ball did, in space. Did, did,
0: did you get a feeling? Did you get a feeling this might happen when he was lined up? I genuinely oh, was yeah. like, he's going to miss this. Anytime it's a keeper, keeper, keeper does. It, it's low percentages. You're like, that's like, crazy it, it's just
1: how, how real that feeling is, right? You walk up, you're like, he's going to miss this. Like, you can feel it, right? You're sitting there watching, you're like, you know, he's going to miss. I, I, I get that feeling in penalty shootouts all the time. And I don't know whether it's intuition or what. You just know it's coming.
0: I genuinely didn't feel that way about any of the penalties. Yeah. Except uh, not even Kelleher so much. You're like, mm, maybe. But like, I don't know. Kepa just didn't look right.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's seen in his eyes, can't you? Uh, Jabra, speaking of controversial events, I know there was a number of disallowed goals, but they were all um, like just your classic offside type ones. But um, the Liverpool offside one, uh, did you think you have a problem with that at all?
0: Uh, so I have a problem with the I have a problem with the rule. I don't okay, know. Okay, you yeah, go, go like, through it because I think we saw we saw one several weeks ago. Um, it was by Harry Maguire, and they gave it. And I can't think of who the other one was where someone put a push through on a corner as well, and they let the goal stand. So now I'm just really confused about It seems the very rule subjective, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was like. It's, it was because I thought that was kind of okay depending on how much the contact was it seems to be the ruling. It's like how much they seem to be holding the person back. And I know Van Dijk's a strong guy, but he kind of just has the one arm there. Let's go pretty quick. And is it Chalabar, oh no, Reese James that kind of has his arm wrapped around him as well? But like I'll accept it, but I was I was a bit annoyed by it, to be honest. Did you catch that one, Sean? Yeah. Um, oh, I thought it was all good. Like the, the main thing for me would be on the offside in the Carabao Cup is that it's not in for the whole cup, which is frustrating. What do you mean? Well, I mean, so when you play um, teams sort of outside the Premier League, if they oh, don't like have the technology at the ground, it's not there. So you could someone could be playing a fourth-round tie and you've got VAR there to to look at the offsides and stuff and others could be playing in the fourth round and that, that isn't there. So, yeah, for me, the offside, that's the only thing for in the Carabao Cup that I don't enjoy. It's not consistent all the way through. Oh, jeez, yeah. I, I mean, it would be hard to do to bring it all into all of those stadiums and then so the I suppose the direct answer is don't have it in there at all. But then let's say you get to the final and there's a like how a decision like that today, wins yeah. a trophy from an offside. Yeah. Yeah. Well there would have been about four or five goals if if they didn't have oh no, I wouldn't have, but like the the line I would have just done they would put the flag up like they used to. But yeah, there would have been a lot more controversial moments for sure. Um mm. Jubba, you've got a uh, a little quiz yeah, question like, for us. Just Go want to on. test
0: your knowledge. So obviously penalties are penalties are the uh, hot topic today. So, I was going to ask you, so boys, three players have saved nine penalties in Premier League history. I want to see if you can guess two of them. So, one of them will be front of mind based on this week.
1: So, and are we talking in like just in all competitions?
0: Premier League history. Just start throwing some names at me. I'll but, give, but, you, I'll give but, you a minute.
1: Are we counting penalties they've saved in like Champions League? and? No, Carabao? just Premier
0: League. Just Premier League. Well, so, comes.
1: is it Peter Smichael? He has to be up there, right? Nah. Yeah, because you never got given a penalty against you. That's right.
0: we <laughs> 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 were too busy winning travels. Uh, what,
1: what about Kepa? Can I put him in there? Yeah, I nah, that's what you're doing. No
0: getting way.
1: At. Nah. No way. Then. Shit. No you way. let us on there a bit, I think. Yeah, I
0: did. I did. I was quite clever. I
1: played. Uh, De Gea.
0: No. I only, I only have ever saved two penalties. So, I
1: uh, any of these three that we're talking about current goalkeepers yes, or not? one of well, them is. Initially. And he's had okay, a great weekend, is. too. Had a great weekend.
0: Interesting. I would go. I would go as far as saying he's the king of kings. Mm. Enjoys a Budweiser from time to time. Oh, Ben Foster. Benny Foster. Yeah, just
1: based on sheer amount of games. Really? Yeah. I yeah. suppose I'm. I'm thinking of like a stalwart keeper for one team, but yeah, I suppose he, over the journey he's played for a bunch yeah, of teams. True. Yeah, true. And the shit ones that cop pads all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So Foster, <laughs> and yeah. and is he at the top or what's he got? He's he's
0: top with two he's others. Second. So the other one it played for Watford. Role. Tell yeah, me of oh, of I'll course. give you clues now. Played for Watford, the other one. Oh shit. Played for Wat- Watford and Tottenham. What's... Watford and Tottenham. Famous Tottenham. famous for his role oh, in Where's a Barney. Famous for his role in a championship final. Got scored past by no, he's in the same team as Troy Deeney, actually. I believe he saved the penalty that day as well.
1: Oh, jeez. Uh, oh no, that that's not call- true. That's crazy. not true. No, though. yeah. That was okay. Almunia. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, El Muneo, was Yeah, Yeah. One. So, okay, who's that one?
0: Herilio Gomez, save no one.
1: Ah, of course. And the, he was, the was la- everywhere. I mean, Last
0: one, Sean, this is right up your alley. So, I believe he is a current Premier League player, but he doesn't play very much, but he's getting a big fat check. Former England number one. Scott Carson. One.
1: No, No, close. Joe Hart. But, Carson.
0: No. Close. No. Come on, Sean. Cal- Norwich Nor- Nor- City legend.
1: Oh, oh what's the... Um... Old fella. It's oh, not Brad Tim there. No, no, Brad Friedel. Um, and he's English. Tim, This is not Tim Cruel then.
0: Yep. Clubs were Norwich, West Ham, Queens yeah. Park Rangers, Leeds United, Huddersfield Town, and he's recently retired after a stint with Chelsea. Oh, it's
1: Chelsea.
0: Nah, Rob Green.
1: Greeny. Ah. You
0: should have got that, Sean. i yeah, <sighs> it's unforgivable. I, thought, I remember,
1: up. um, I remember Swartzer picking up some checks that he didn't deserve for <laughs> the last couple of years of his career. <laughs> he's still okay, catching okay, them on isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, he's got my spot. Yeah, fair play.
0: yeah. You want to bounce right. back
1: after that one with a quote of the week, Shauna? You got one, or yeah, yeah. Tweet, tweet, buzz, buzz. Here I am in um, social media corner, and we are back to the 21st of July 2012. And I'll give you his handle, and you tell me who he is. Um, at the real AC3, who am I? Andy Carroll. AC3. <laughs> no, <laughs> Ash- Ashley Cole. Ah, <laughs> right. so Ashley Cole. Oh, all right, and he's gone big. He's gone big out the gate. So strap yourselves in for this. He's opened up with at Drake. So he's gone big. Well, <laughs> to start with, yeah. Twenty twelve. Yo, bro, it's me, Ash Cole. What? Don't need to say that, by the way. You're on Twitter. Um, I'm on this ting now, T-I-N-G, comma, YOLO. <laughs> so I feel as though at this point Ash Cole's worked out what Yo-Yo, YOLO actually means and he's referencing the Drake song. Um, <laughs> no like from Drake, no retweet from Drake, and no reply from Drake. So, Was, was there any like mm-hmm. from anyone? Uh yeah, well he's got he's got three hundred and thirty six favorites and um thirteen hundred retweets. So I I would imagine they're pretty low numbers. Ah, so cringy. It, ah, I don't yeah, even know what to That's about. all I thought. Clout chasing, big time. So Yeah, are they mates outside of Twitter I, or? It, it doesn't This like this. Appears, he's it appears it.
0: not. I, I, don't, I can't read social media that
1: well, Josh, but that doesn't appear good. No. It seems like he's just gone for the big dog right out of the gate. And he, oh, yeah. Imagine yeah, imagine someone from um, Drake's Corner be like, oh, um, Ash Cole tweeted at you. And he's like, oh, is that the bottle service lady from the, you know, with the big, yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, no, and the footballer. is the yeah, guy yeah. from that meme where he's standing way too far <laughs> away from the team photo. <laughs> like, oh, I love that meme format. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right go. okay speaking of memes <laughs> jobber where can they find us on instagram and facebook and all that
0: uh email is football played on paper at gmail.com facebook football played on paper instagram at football on paper twitter at football on pods
1: Great work, guys. I'll uh, seize in the next one.
0: Some Man City fan apparently slugged him.
1: Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh?
0: He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout.
1: Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina Colada, large one.